and welcome to a special edition of Last Call. Um, is not John or Maverick involved, but just me, Will Ashton, and I'm joined by my regular Any Ogre to its Ogre co-hosts. First off, we have Matt Serafini. Hey, Matt. Hello. How are you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Nice. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, we would be remiss if we did not introduce our other chair, our other co-host, that is Chris Sheridan. Chris, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to talk about this Grinch movie because if we don't talk about it sooner, it is going to erode from my memory. And I think it's pretty <laughs> gone at this point already. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about The Grinch 2018. This is the second feature-length adaptation of the classic Dr. Seuss story. Um, there has been, I think, three adaptations altogether. There is also uh, one from 1966 that featured Boris, Korlo- Boris uh, Karloff in the lead role. <laughs> and I believe that was that was directed by Chuck Jones, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, very famous uh, Warner Brothers animation animator uh the 2000 adaptation was directed by ron howard and this new version is directed by scott Mosier of uh kevin smith fame and i forget who the other person is does anyone know off the top of their head i didn't even know the first guy oh scott Mosier <laughs> is uh if you guys don't know scott Mosier is a very famous uh well not very famous but he is uh famous for being kevin smith's like editor producer buddy i think he, oh, okay. he um does this mod cast with kevin smith mm. he uh uh, did also produce um, Freebirds, if you remember that, with Woody Harrelson. I and that, yeah. yeah, that Ooh. movie where uh, <laughs> the turkeys go back in time to stop Thanksgiving, and uh, spoiler alert, they decide to make pizza. The uh, oh. um, food of <laughs> Thanksgiving. I No one should watch that movie, it's bad. You're, you're making it sound it, a lot remember, better than it is. <laughs> I remember like seeing the trailers for it and be like, I bet nobody is going to see that movie. <laughs> And they didn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's like like I, I have this thought that there's there, there's like a fourth Grinch version, like another another like short or feature just floating around somewhere, like a really weird one, like a like a uh, that animated Star Wars Ewok special, that kind of situation. Mm. Not to be confused with the holiday special. Not to be right? confused with the holiday special, which came out today. Uh, today, no, that's a, today. This is the anniversary of the holiday special. Today, the 40th anniversary. I believe so. I think yeah. That wow. uh, wasn't the Star Wars Holiday Special, uh, Boba Fett's true introduction. That was, yes. that was his debut. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That was where he first appeared. So we have that to thank for that. <laughs> happy birthday, Boba. Yeah, happy birthday, Boba Fett. <laughs> hey, happy <laughs> <He's> birthday. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I looked up Yero Cheney is the other director of this film. Um, of course. Yeah, who could forget? <laughs> I think it might be Yaro. I'm not quite sure. I apologize. I feel bad for this guy. Um, but anyway, so yeah, okay. Um, main difference with this one, it's animated. Uh, first feature length animated adaptation. Which of, is the right way to do it. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the better way to go about <laughs> it. Um, this also has Ben Cumberbatch in the lead role, uh, who I thought was fine. But he also sounded like he had a science infection the whole movie. Yeah, it was like, I thought, cast when I found out like a year or so ago that he was going to be playing the Grinch, I thought it was an inspired choice. And then he like, didn't do his normal voice. It feels yeah. like he's uh, trying to distance himself as far as possible from the Karloff uh, version. Yeah, I think I so think, too. Yeah, it kind I of mean, shows, like it feels intentional in a bad way. 
Yeah, and I, and I I think that he should have gone closer to the Karloff because like I feel like that's the Grinch, like the Grinch to be what? a deep voiced British man. I don't know. It just felt. It seems like it'd be right. I don't know. I have. I'm of two minds of it. Like I think, for one, like I I think having him do a different voice was better for me to like get into the character. Like I never really thought of it as Ben to Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's like, fair. Yeah, and also I feel like. I, I guess the best way I would describe this version of the Grinch, as far as the voice that Benedict Cumberbatch is, gives him, is it's kind of like prissier than the other adaptations. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. Which I think kind of makes it makes sense. Like in general, the Grinch is kind of a prissy dude. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess I kind of was fun. I just I think it wears out its welcome past like ten minutes. As far as well, there like, was the that. There was a great tweet that I think you may have sent me. Yeah. Uh, that was like, why is Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> voicing the Grinch like a gay J.C. Penney's cashier or something like along those lines. I didn't get that. (laughs) That was more in the ads, like where he's like calling the football star or whatever, the the basketball star. I don't remember. I don't. You probably edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) I did think that he sounded he sounded better in this movie than he did in the original teasers. Yes, I agree. In the original teasers, he was very nasally and and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's awful. And then, of course, every time I went to go see a movie, uh, if especially if it was like a PG-rated movie over the course of the summer, it, it would the, every single trailer would be interspersed with another Grinch teaser complaining about how many trailers there were. And it was really, really? yeah, it was really, really <laughs> like they had no idea that they're how badly they were missing the point. Um, oh my gosh! Like, I mean, he's speaking to the choir, buddy. But yeah, back in those, he was he was like way more nasally, and like it just it sounded awful. So like Squidward, that I like mean, that. I like that that version kind of remind me of um that one SpongeBob where they pretend to be Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I'm Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, but I I think on the whole, as far as the film is concerned, not the promotional materials. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think he's fine. I yeah. I would say Boris Karloff is probably the most iconic version, but I think yeah. that there's something to be said about Jim Carrey's performance, and I. I know it kind of rubs some people the wrong way because it's a lot boi- it's a lot more boisterous. It's a lot more pop culture reference heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's a big. It's it's a showy kind of bombastic performance. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, kind of similar to Benedict Cumberbatch, um, he does disappear into the role. I think that's mostly the makeup uh, more than anything else, which is very impressive. I think for the 2000 version, the makeup on the Grinch is extremely impressive, and it's Rick Baker, so it makes sense that it'd be impressive, but. Uh, I yeah, no, the I, Grinch's makeup in that movie took three hours to put on and one hour to take off. That's Jeez. actually less than I expected. <clears throat> Is that, I, I, yeah, it could I be more. I may be misremembering. I do no, no, no. I mean, like, I would, I would think that it would take like four to five hours. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm saying that I might be, I might be misquoting that, that trivia. No, uh, I think you're right. I think it is about three hours. But I do know that but, uh, Jim Carrey had to. He consulted with like a SWAT guy on. Uh, uh, torture resistance methods because the suit was so uncomfortable that he was literally couldn't put up with it. He had to, he said he became like a Zen master when he was wearing the costume because he had to <laughs> force all the discomfort out of his mind and just focus on his performance. Oh, wow. Which is probably why he was so, partly why he was so erratic. He was like literally dancing the, the discomfort and the pain out. Oh, my I'd gosh. I like to think. Like, that's kind of how I saw it, in any case. Yeah. <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, yeah, so, anyway, uh, we keep jumping back to the other adaptations. Or, I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to the other <laughs> adaptations. Uh, let's let's just focus for now on the new version of The Grinch. Um, 
Matt, why don't you start? Since uh, we were, we're the kind of the guys that uh, started this uh, one Shrek podcast turned Cat in the Hat podcast. Um, tell me how you <laughs> feel about this version of The Grinch. Uh, I, I would describe it in the same way that one would describe the third book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Um, which is a weirdly deep cut that doesn't really fit here, but it was mostly <laughs> harmless. Like, it, it, it didn't really hurt anything. It wasn't really, like, the best movie I've ever seen or anything. It was just, like, fine. It's there. Uh, there were some things in it that I liked a lot. Like, anytime Keenan Thompson's character was on screen, I was happy because I liked him a lot. Um, he was the guy with uh, the beard, right? The- yes. Okay. Yeah, he was funny. That- yeah. Um, like that was one of the things that worked for me. The animation was good. Um, I wouldn't call it anything groundbreaking, but it was, you know, it worked. It was, it looked right. It looked like Dr. Seuss. Um, it looked like the Grinch. One thing that I noted, cause I watched the original TV special, then the 2000 movie. And then I went and saw this in theaters. Um, I do think it's odd that they removed the greens, the, the greens, the Grinch's yellow eyes. Uh, yellow and and, and red because I mean in the original book the Grinch is actually just white and his eyes are red and that's like the defining characteristic and I noticed that in the Chuck Jones special he has yellow eyes with red pupils and then once his heart grows they turn uh, white and blue and um, I was kind of hoping they would do something similar in this uh, but it's instead it's pretty much it's this movie was really weirdly toned down on a lot of the Grinch stuff he was yes. like cuddly, and I like for example uh, the part where they talk about. I mean, I guess are we doing spoilers? It I means mean, it's the it's, Grinch. It's, uh, exactly. It's kind of yeah. everyone kind of knows the story at this point. When his heart grows, they like reworded the way it's phrased. Like I love that original line of the and what happened then. One who will they say the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day? It's a great line, and they like changed it into this to just something way more anticlimactic, in my opinion. It was just like his heart grew three sizes. Like it, it, it was—it's almost like an afterthought. I don't know. There were there were a lot of weird things like that where they just like they took the emphasis off what makes the original work. And I don't know. It was odd. I think having Pharrell as the narrator was a massive uh, misstep. Why yeah. is that? Actually, I I don't really agree with why you say that. Just because like think I think that it, the the whole it kind of infuses the movie with this kind of hipper tone to it that doesn't that doesn't feel like it matches uh, a. The Grinch's character, or B, Doctor Seuss's um, flavor, mm-hmm. and I think again, it, it may, it's not necessarily his fault because he was reading the lines that were given. Yeah, he to did him. a good job with it, yeah. Like, but it's like the 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 whole narration aspect felt kind of forced and uh, unnatural. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um. Yeah, I don't really agree. I mean, I I personally okay. thought he was fine, but um. I, I think was, he did a good job with what he was given, but I just didn't think it was the right decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. he did he did a fine job. It's just Pharrell as the narrator and and his his lines as the narrator were not something that I was into personally. Uh, I mean, I guess compared to like like Anthony Hopkins, it, it, it's not quite as like commanding, if, if that's what you mean. Like, it, I mean, like it doesn't really like uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I really agree with you on that one, but. I will say, I mean, I, I don't know, it didn't bother me. I thought it was fine. I also will say, I mean, I, I guess I'll just jump into my opinion. Um, I found my I found myself mostly bored by this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing really about it that stuck out to me other than maybe, like, a few choice moments. 
Um, I didn't think there was much that they added to the story that really warranted this film adaptation. I didn't think there was really much that made it that appealing to what they were going for. I just, I didn't feel like it had much of anything to say, or it really didn't have much to do. And what it did try to say, I found kind of clumsy and not quite profound. And uh, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I will say what I was going to mention before is that one of the, do th- one of the few things I do like was the Tyler Crater songs in the film. Yeah. I really I like pretty- that. <laughs> I thought they were pretty fun. I thought they gave the movie the right kind of energy that I was going for. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's only a few things that really stuck out to me as good in this film. But, I mean, I, I think the animation's pretty okay. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, the best animation we've gotten from um, Illumination. But yeah. I, I do think it looks better than the 2000 version, which is pretty garish. It's a presentation. I would say yeah, that's not that's not a much of a feat. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm not crazy about the character design for the Grinch. He's just too clean and yeah. cuddly now. Like that's the one thing I, I do like about the 2000 thing is that like the Grinch is just like off-putting and kind of ugly and like weird-looking and like he has yeah. bad teeth. And like this, he has like you know like a million-dollar smile. Yeah, like it looks like you're like it just it runs to me like oh okay like we can't. We want the Grinch to be kind of a not like like kind of a sour guy, but like you know we gotta make sure he's sellable. Like we gotta sell these toys. You know it's our fourth quarter, and if we don't sell enough toys, then we're not gonna get the right. And you know just and everything about this movie feels very like commercialized to me. Like everything about yeah. it feels like like they're trying to sell a product, not so much as make a good film. And not to say they're trying to make a bad film, but it just kind of felt like their execution was like, well, just make it good enough, or like just make it okay, like just make it something that's kind of a boilerplate, like serviceable sufficient film that you know it does what it needs to do it it's fine but everything about it is like so like maybe not middling but just so like acceptable that i just i just found myself being like okay then like i i don't feel like there's a lot of passion here i don't feel like there's a lot of like energy like i as bad as the 2000 version is it feels like they there is like this kind of weird kooky energy to it and this just feels like it's like okay like just make it so that enough people will think it's tolerable and then kids will probably enjoy it fine and then we'll sell enough products yeah, and stuff and yeah. It doesn't feel like anyone who was behind this was really excited about it. And that's like a movie. trend with all yeah, of Illumination's but... movies. It's there's this, such a strange air of mediocrity to every single thing that they make and it's like their brand. Like <laughs> even the even the really bad DreamWorks movies at least feel like there is some kind of vision or effort put into it. Uh, but mm-hmm. Illumination well, is just, apart from the actual animation itself, um, nothing in Illumination's... Which is yeah, pretty the, solid. The animation in, in these movies is consistently really good, and I thought that the Grinch uh, uh, it had good-looking animation, but more than anything, I loved how mm-hmm. dynamic it looked. Like It felt like there was actually a camera that moved through um, the scenes. Yeah, like, It had yeah, a very yeah. cinematic feel to it, and I really... Um, appreciated the look of the scene where the Grinch is playing um, on the how, organ, and the camera's oh, yeah, like, "Yeah, it was great." I liked how bright it was yes. too. It was colorful, very, very colorful. I saw it in Dolby, which is worth noting, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean, especially compared to the 2000 version, which is weirdly very, very dark. This was like bright and red and green and white and all of the Christmas colors. Almost, uh, almost too blue. bright in, in his um, in his cavern. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there wasn't really a lot of a whole contrast. bunch of somewhere. There's a whole bunch of natural light in the Grinch's cave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a giant yes. skylight. But I will say, I mean, it's not like like in the the new Beauty and the Beast where they made like the town like more colorful than like the castle, and it's like I don't know, it, it didn't feel like that much of a contrast. If that right makes sense, but um, 
Yeah. Okay. So, Chris, do you have any more thoughts, Tad? I, I, you sound like you were starting to come into your thoughts, but I wanted to give you some space to. Okay. Share sure. Your yeah. Um, uh, I did um, lose my train of thought for a second, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I liked. Um, I liked the look of it. I think I thought the title of the Crater song was delightful. Especially "You're a Mean One" was delightfully weird. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, well, I think there were. There's a there couple, two, yeah. Right? The, the other one. one I thought was fine, yeah. the one at the end, but the when he sings, you're a yeah. mean one, where he's kind of like rapping some lines, and these kids are singing in the background. It was very strange, and I was, mm-hmm. I was way into that, and I wish the movie had more of that kind of weirdness to it, because um, I think that's when it worked the best, is when it was being kind of goofy and and wacky. Um, I liked, For sure. I, I really enjoyed the um, the Christmas heist sequence because. Um, the different ways he was stealing stuff. It wasn't just kind of like taking things. He had like a gadget for everything. Like he, th- he yeah, threw it was yeah. clever. It was it, it, um, wrapped up the tree. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me a little bit actually of um the Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. And it's and I would say I was thinking about it, and I think technically it's probably like my favorite version of the Grinch. It's not technically the Grinch, but I feel like that movie does more to like be what the Grinch is than any of these feature film adaptations. Yeah. But uh, so go ahead, um, sorry. I thought that some of the little random moments were pretty funny. Um, like you mentioned that dream sequence that you really loved. Oh yeah, I was gonna say um, my, my absolute favorite moment of this film is uh, one, and there's like no explanation for it. It was definitely like a animator, probably like somebody involved, just like wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if we did this, and then they just put it in because it's filler. That's the thing. A lot of this movie is very much filler. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in this moment, it was just like they're having dinner and they're like see it like very far apart in this very long table and I think it's uh, breakfast yeah. actually. Oh really? Sorry. He's like, uh, what do you want to do today? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Well Max well I guess I, I would have to do the Grinch voice, which is like, Wow, Max, what would you like to do today? And then he just like cuts immediately to a dream sequence where he's like driving a car to like Mumble number five playing well, and then like Max the is driving. Yeah, that's what I mean. Max is driving. Uh and then the Grinch <laughs> is like basically like a big dog. And he's like, Oh you never have any Yeah the Grinch is like <laughs> is leaning out of the convertible with his tongue flapping in the wind. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was yeah. really funny. And that's your point. Yeah. I think yeah. if it had more weird, like goofy stuff like that, I think I would have enjoyed this film more, but it, it was weirdly lacking in those kind of moments, it's, except for that. Yeah, there are a couple others. Like he's, he's Ke- playing Keenan uh, yeah, Thompson, Thompson and the Grinch is playing all by myself on the pipe organ. And, uh, Oh, that's what he was playing. I, I, was, I was like, I know this song. I don't know what the second, it is. The second song is, I don't okay. know what the first one was. The second one was all by myself, uh, which was really funny. Um, and, uh, trying to think there are a couple other things too. Uh, I thought that at the very end when the sleigh is plunging off the cliff and the giant moose, uh, saves him at the last second, I thought that was awful. I thought that was really unearned (laughs) and I didn't think that worked at all for that character because I think I don't want to nitpick, uh, you know, illumination feature length Grinch movie for children. Uh, in terms of thematic elements, but um, I think th- there was a good moment when the moose had to leave them because his family showed up. But the Grinch didn't even get mad. Yeah. I would have thought that the Grinch might have ostracized him a little bit for like hiding the fact that he did have somebody to be with. And then, then yeah. if the moose came back and saved him, that would have made him, oh, okay. He forgives him that kind of thing. But I don't know. Like everything, everything about the character of the Grinch is really, moose- really problematic in this movie. What about the moose? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say that him as a character, like, I didn't... Because they introduce him. He's not, like, in the book. Or, this is the first time we've ever seen him. And he shows up, uh, and then, like, 
is there for a few minutes and then leaves. And I was kind of like, oh, was that just, like, to sell more merchandise of, like, a stuffed moose? And then, like, when he shows up at the end, I was like, oh, all right, I guess. But, yeah, it just didn't really work. I, I agree. Well, I think, note. I mean, it's not only to have that moment, but we also have to sell the merchandise, too. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Matt. I mean, you know, I mean, you got to get those plush toys out and, and to the stores. You know, I mean, kids are just going to be dying to buy those. And, I mean, we also got the Max. They can fit right next to the Max plush toys. We can get the Cindy Lou plush toys. We can get Keenan's plush toy. I mean, you know, so much merchandise you can sell. Speaking for of uh, Cindy Lou, this, I... this is definitely a movie that was made in 2018. <laughs> Because all Cindy Lou wants is for her mom to not have to, her single mom to not have to work so hard. She doesn't want a dad. She doesn't want presents. Yeah. And also, she completely defies most gender norms, and most of her friends are male. So, like, this is like the this is such a um this is such a liberal movie to not not to use the word like that, but <laughs> not that that's a problem. I think it's cool. It's just it's noticeable how yeah that how, was um, it's more progressive. progressive yeah, than, like, that's that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, which, Though I would say that she did have agency in the 2001, what with trying to like include the Grinch, but this was even more. Yeah, so yeah, say. this is. Yeah, well, it's weird in the it's weird in the 2001 because like everyone just keeps talking down to her. Like the mayor mm-hmm. is just like, "This is all your fault." Yeah, like you stupid little girl. <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? It's like, geez, like especially watch it because I was gonna say, I mean. We we rewatched the 2000 version. It was the first time I watched it as an adult, so I kind of came into it with new eyes and uh, nostalgic eyes, I guess. But yeah, one thing that really stuck out to me watching it this time was just like people are really mean to Cindy Lou. Yeah. <laughs> like she almost <laughs> dies in that one scene. Oh, um, yeah. one thing that I really one of the moments I really liked in this in this movie was um, when the Grinch is going through town, and all of a sudden he's besieged by carolers, and it's almost yeah, treated like fun. a horror flick moment because he's being chased by them and he yeah. thinks he's escaped and they all burst out of the windows at him i thought that was pretty funny yeah. if they had sold that just a little bit more as a horror yeah. sequence yeah it was a little it, it was more inspired than most of the other gags yeah. in the film i'd say yeah they needed more stuff like that like more creative yeah. things i don't know i i want to throw in something real quick uh before i forget it about max um something about him bothered me throughout all the trailers like i was like there's something off about that design and I think I realized it when I saw the movie finally after rewatching the other two. And I think it's it's a combination of two things. I think the first thing, the more simple thing, is that he just seems mm-hmm. too happy. Like yeah. I just always picture Max as just like a reluctant kind of sad dog until the end, whenever the Grinch turns around, then he gets like um, happy. I don't know. I mean, I I I think they kind of lean too much into that in the two thousand one to the point where it's like the Grinch is arguably somewhat abusive to Max, and I'm like, that's right. not fun. I mean, well, I like, no, no, I'm not saying he needs to be. I'm saying the dog is like just sad. Like, no, yeah, like I guess droopy, I, I, like droopy yeah. the dog. I, I don't know. I, I don't really agree with that, but uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Well, either way, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, that, that's that's the lesser thing. I, that, that's just me talking like about like the book, Will. In terms no, of I mean, like book. I should mention, I also reread the book, and I didn't really get that impression. Um, like I just, well, I, I just think he's like a, like a dog. Like he's just kind of going along. Yeah. The Grinch is his owner, but like, I didn't really think of him as sad. Well, like I said, that this is the lesser thing. The other thing is the more direct thing that bothered me. And it's the little faux hawk, like hair. Oh yeah. Max has, it's just part of the design. Like, I get, I guess what they were going for. I guess they wanted to differentiate it, but it just didn't I think, seem right. I, I think know. they were ma- matching the Grinch, right? Cause he has a little faux hawk. No, he has a little spike, and that like that's the thing because there's that one scene. There's two scenes where they address his little faux hawk, um, and the and both times I feel like you could have done it without him having it the whole movie. 
I don't know. It just something about that design. He feels like a recycled asset from the Secret Life of Pets. That's yeah. That's, that's exactly what bugged me. I I, I, that really bugged me too. And I agree too that he did seem a little yeah. bit too happy and joyful, but that also kind of plays into the issues with the character of the Grinch anyway, because the Grinch is all sad, and then and then Max lays his head in the Grinch's lap, and and the Grinch starts petting him, and I think that opposite to the two thousand movie, it felt like the the Grinch is a little bit too loving of Max, and that kind of plays yeah, into the no, I, um, in this movie that was really problematic. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I uh, I mean, I'll, I'll let you finish that point for one second, but I do. I think you're kind of touching on something that I had an issue with, which is that I feel like in general, the Grinch, this one is like not really he's that. Not, yeah. Mean. He's not a Grinch. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean like, I, I think he's like, it's like weird. Cause like the films, I feel like they're two extremes. Like in the 2001, he's too mean. Like <laughs> yeah. he's like way too mean. Yeah. He's like way too mean to max. He like gives a kid like a handsaw. <laughs> run real fast. That now encourages the kid to run away. It's like, that's not really what the Grinch is about. Like he's not, He's not advocating murder. He's just grumpy. He's a curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah. That's he's what I mean. Like, so, but in this one, he's just like like the only thing that he does that mean is um well besides putting you know making Max go up the hill, which when the how how big is the hill? Because like Cindy Lou goes up it and like both versions. She like well wait does she go up the hill in this version? Yeah, yeah she like, comes up to invite him to dinner. Yeah, like she like, it's like nothing for Cindy Lou. Like this, I don't know. In the book, she's two, but I'm guessing in this version, she's like between six and eight. Like it, sure. it, it takes like five minutes for her to go up the yeah. hill, but it's like three thousand feet tall. That's a that's a nitpick I have for. It's every, a cartoon. And, I, I'm not. That's well, it, very... it's an issue I have with the two thousand one <laughs> more than any of them. But yeah, the two thousand one. Uh, sure, this one I don't. I, I can't argue about. Sure, that. whatever. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. But besides the grocery store scene, yeah. Like, like Grinch isn't really that mean in this. Like he's just kind of he's just grumpy. depressed and antisocial. Right. Well, that's what. Yeah. You want to go ahead into that? The more problematic part of this. Yeah. Film, well. So Chris. while I did, I did think that the gag, the, the reason he went to town because he uh, was stress, he was emotional and stress eating, and ate all of his food that he had stocked up for. The, I did actually kind of like. Funny. I like that gag. Yeah. Um, exactly. But yeah, this movie, like you said, he's not a he's not a Grinch. He's just depressed and antisocial. And then they kind of come up with this new <laughs> he's a normal millennial. Well, yeah, so he's just yeah, a normal exactly. millennial. He's he uh, <laughs> he um, is just kind of like they they introduce a new backstory for the Grinch, which is awful. Um, it turns mm-hmm. out the whole reason he hates Christmas is because he's just doesn't like being alone. He's depressed and, and a loner because when he was younger and he was green, nobody wanted to play with him. So now he's you know a little bit bitter. Yeah, which I don't have an issue with that per se. I think my well, for one, my big issue is that, like, I don't feel his motivation to steal Christmas is that good in this no. film. Like, like, I feel like I get the motivation in the 60s one. I get it in the 2000 one. This one is just like, oh, that's where that's what we need to do. So that's what. Yeah, there's not so. really anything. First of all, it took him, what, 53 years to come up with that idea. Um, and yeah, <laughs> also, the, the, yeah, which is true in the 60s sure, one yeah. as well. He's 53 in that one. But still, book, yeah. I mean, in, in it's. Actually, I don't think it's in the book, but it's in the cartoon. Because in the well, in the two thousand movie, in the cartoon, he's stewing for fifty three years over these who's and their celebrations. In this one, he just doesn't want to talk to anybody, and then he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna get to Act Three really quick and steal Christmas." Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. for having been, but Act Three is like yeah. an hour long. <laughs> After being, um, you know, shunned as a child, uh, I thought it was odd that nobody in town is really bugged by him. Which maybe that plays into yeah. how um, 
lighthearted and kind this movie is because there's uh, one thing I noticed is that this movie is just so wholesome in, in a way that is almost cavity inducing. Like this is a, an almost unbearably sweet film. Uh, like when when Cindy Lou Who's mom gets home from work, she gets on the bus and she falls asleep on the person next to her, and the guy just kind of chuckles. Like he's not like get off me. He's like oh ha ha. Isn't that's 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 funny. <laughs> Like it's just it's kind of weird just how nice everybody is in this movie, which kind of is probably why nobody has a problem with the Grinch, but that doesn't work for his backstory when nobody wanted to be around him. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that. The Grinch is yeah. meaner, but like I said, like the Grinch, like if in this version exactly. he's not mean, like he just like you said he's just oppressed, and the whole thing with that is problematic because like they don't really develop it much. It just like brought up like oh that's that explains well, everything. And it's the like, counterpoint that I could come up with for him why he's like. He maybe it's just more of his perception of everyone. He sees them all as hating him and stuff, but he's just imagining it. Like, but they don't really establish that. In in which version? Right. I mean, oh okay. In this version. And to be fair, Chris, I don't think he was necessarily shunned in this version. He was just more ignored. And then now, like, like he just kind of is like a loner, and then people are just kind of like, oh, okay, it's a Grinch. There, he's like, he's like the count character, I guess. I did. Which, um, I think that's what they're going for. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's not really a lot that's developed here. And weirdly, the time they spend, they could have spent developing things was just mm-hmm. on antics. Mm-hmm. Like reindeer gags and, uh, um, I don't know, off tangents. I liked how but, he uh, yeah, liked uh, his, um, he bought the uh, green hair dye from the grocery store. Yeah. So, yeah, that reminds me. Um, do they sell that only for the Grinch? Like, did he place a special order on that, that hair dye? He, or He keeps that He's like, oh, once a month, yeah, I, somebody places an order for green hair dye. Well, I was imagining him, like, on the phone, like, like just trying to make sure that they have the order before he goes into town. And uh, he, he tweets at anyway. them? Well, then they, they showed him as a kid. <laughs> they showed him as a yeah, kid that, when he was green. That so was it, weird. It just, that gag raised too many questions. Well, I mean, he is probably close to 60 years old. Well, I think, I think they're implying that he yeah. was going gray. Which uh, I, that makes more I, sense. it makes yeah. more sense, but it's not as funny. Yeah, I thought it was that he was a normal yes. colored who. That that's no, that's a yeah, I, 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 I they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. The implication I got was that he was he was going gray and that he just wanted to keep his green right. complexion. Yeah, uh, which is that is actually pretty respectable, I'd say. Yeah. But anyway, what would the gray Grinch look like? <laughs> like the book. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um... <laughs> Anyway, let's do um, some final grades for the Grinch, and um, we can, I guess, wrap up with a couple lingering thoughts that we have for the other okay. adaptations. Uh, Matt, do you want to go with your final grade? Oh, uh, no, I didn't really prepare one, but I guess I'd probably say C+. Plus. I don't know if that's too low, but it, it's about where, I, you know, it's, it's like a fine movie. It's not offensive. Not bad. I, probably between a C plus and a B-, minus, but I, I'll be nice. I'll, I'll say B-. Minus. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm not a Grinch. I'm the Grinch in this movie. I'm like the one who's not mean. So an A minus for Matt. No, no, no. B-. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding because you keep bumping <laughs> oh, no. up the grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a plus. <laughs> Wait a second. Is this my favorite movie of the year? <laughs> you know what? Four stars. You know, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Chris, where do you C. give it? I was gonna say C minus, but that's too close to um the Happy Time Murders, and it's D plus. So. <laughs> well, just grade whatever you feel the film is worth. I mean, don't look at like what yeah, you gave I other know. Films. Um, 
it's between a C and a C minus for me because I did appreciate some of the animation and and the look of it, but um, the everything about the Grinch's character bugged me to the point of of really being sour on most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm closer to you on this one, Chris. Um, I was between a C and a C minus. Like, like I think if it was more offensive, I'd give it a C minus. Okay. But like you said, I said okay. What? What? Yeah. No, I mean like like it's a little offensive, but like on the whole it's just meant to like be kind of like plain and bland and I mean that kind of offends me but as a film like I I was just more annoyed that they didn't do anything really like it just kind of felt like they were just like like you were saying earlier Matt like they just felt like they made it because they felt like they had to or that yeah. they knew it would, it would turn in a profit which feels pretty cynical and it kind of goes against the whole like commercialism anti-commercialism that the source material is going for but you know that's that's illumination. So yeah, I'll give it a C. That's a little generous for me. I think, I think I the just, big thing is that we need to remember that this, so... like we're spoiled by animation mo- animated movies. This is a, this is definitely a children's film and not really a family film. We're a bunch of yeah. guys in our mid to late twenties yeah. talking about a movie. <laughs> we're not, we're the, not audience. the audience. Though I will say, if it, as someone who did not grow up watching the two thousand movie, um. I, if I had to like watch one of these Grinch, like if I was going to watch a Grinch movie every year now, like henceforth, okay. I'd pick this one because it's well. I mean, I guess if the Chuck Jones one wasn't an option, yeah. I mean, like I, you could fall asleep during this one, and I feel yeah. like like I think the 2001 kind of demands your attention. Yeah, this one is the the best Grinch movie. I would I would go as okay. far as to say best best out of the three adaptations or just of the feature films. No, the, of the of the, the movies. Yeah. Okay, I see. All right. Um, before we wrap Second up, best adaptation. Uh, does anyone else have any more lingering thoughts about the other adaptations of the Grinch, the Jim Carrey one and the sixties animated um, special? I really enjoyed the two thousand one when I was a kid, and I still had fun with it when I rewatched it. Now I know it's the unpopular opinion in this room, but um, I <laughs> I have very little against the two thousand Grinch. Um, I think I think that style is very extreme in a way that I appreciated over the. 2018's version lack thereof um because it just it's it's so gross yeah. and and grody and the grinch is such a like and i kind of like the introduction to the grinch too where you don't see his face for a, a short while like he's walking around you see behind him and then he turns around and he does the awful idea smile um and i thought that was a good reveal of his face uh yeah mm-hmm. there are moments where you can tell that's made by an academy award yeah. filmmaker um i <laughs> i I will also say, if that movie was shot by Emmanuel Lubezki, I think I would like it a lot more. It's, oh, yeah. It's so it's, ugly. It's, yeah. it's to look at. It's a weird thing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it's it's definitely... Sorry, ahead, the cinematography does not do any favors to the really solid production design. The production design, I think, yeah. is terrific. Because yeah, I've seen that. I've been oh, really? to that set. It's, it's oh, on nice. the Universal lot. It, it, when you, if you take like the tour, the backlot tour, uh, you drive through it, actually. And it looks great, even in person. Like... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's clear that they spent a lot of money and a lot of time on making it. But I agree with you, Matt. Like, I think that's I think the one of the bigger things that separates my enjoyment value of the the Cat in the Hat to the Grinch, where it's just like the Cat in the Hat, like it has a lot of the same problems, but it just looks it's a fun lot. To, better. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> yeah, like the cinema, like it, it the cinematography definitely complements the production design of that film. Whereas the Grinch, it just just so like grating and like. It just grosses you out, and I—I I, I mean, I can see the appeal of that 
Chris. Like, I, I think that's somewhat intentional given the Grinch is a fairly gross character. And I guess the Who's commercial values at the beginning of that film are supposed to be kind of gross as well. But like, I, it, it's just kind of remarkable that, that movie has been able to charm as many people as it has. Cause it's just, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like to, um, I mean, I think it was a little bit too darkly, darkly lit, darkly shot, but um, I did like how, how kind of unpleasant and gross all the characters are, except for Cindy Lou Who. Um, like everybody is so obsessed yeah. with and stuff and, and everything. Yeah. And uh, Cindy Lou Who's dad's. He, yeah, yeah dad he's fine. Well. He's just a little it's, overwhelmed. Um, he's trying to keep up with the rest of the Who's. I, I was, I was telling you guys. I, I think when they cast that part, they're like, "Let's get a William H yeah. Macy type," uh, or, or as you were saying, Matt, a um, Rick Moranis type. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the actor is, but it was just like he just felt like. Well, we couldn't get Rick Moranis. We couldn't get William H. Macy. Uh, he'll do, I, I guess. I did think that Jeffrey Tambor was perfect for the mayor. Uh, yeah, I just the don't know why that character, that character. Yeah, it's just like the character is so unnecessary. Matt, you said it perfectly off the air. Uh, do you want to just say that again? Yeah, was, the Grinch is the villain. You don't need to add a villain. It's, yeah. It's weird. There's two antagonists that are yeah. antagonizing each other. It's Also, um, this is the thing that really bugged me this time. I, I kind of love and kind of hate... That the movie implies that Jim Carrey, uh, Chris, what's her name, um, Christy Brinkley, Brinkley, the the female love interest character, oh, uh, yeah. Martha May. Oh, I but, don't like, know the actress, like, Christine. I'm not sure the actress. Okay, but anyway, yeah, the I know the character. Um, the, she's in the Good Wife. I I apologize for her. Um, and Jeffrey Tambor. I love that the movie implies that they're all the same yeah. age. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I maybe with the Grinch because he's like supposed to be like old and like he's a That's mythical 53. creature, but like, there's no way she and like the rest of them are like all the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, there's some of the little, little touches in the movie and the little random things, like when the Grinch takes his socks off and throws them, they crawl away. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. There's a couple gags I do still like. Like I, I like at the end that the Grinch doesn't know the song. He, the what? Oh yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Like he wouldn't know the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that the Grinch. I like uh, you know, that uh, is... he's saying the "You're a mean one." Like he's he's got pipes. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I I actually can I throw in one one more note about the 2018 yeah. version. Sure. I didn't think the ending really worked. It just kind of ended with a thud. Like it was, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was the, the the big climactic scene of him apologizing to everyone, and then he went back home, and then he came back out. It was like it was weirdly uneven. I, I think it would have made more sense if they had just yeah. they had uh, had him stay in Whoville for some for dinner at that moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah like why didn't they just end it with like like he apologized and like Cindy Lou comes up to him and is like, "Why don't you join us for dinner?" And he's like, "What?" Yeah, and then like all out. the Who's yeah. in the town were just like, "Yeah." Join us, and then like he could feel like the warmth of community, and then like that would make a lot more sense than like having him go back. I think to they felt house. the need to bring so. Cindy Lou's arc to a close at feeling guilty for wanting wanting her mother to have a good Christmas. But that didn't make any sense. But I think that might have been the motivation behind that decision. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. I don't get how in both film versions that Cindy Lou who doesn't realize it's the Grinch that Santa <laughs> like she in the book she's. In the book, she's two, so it's like okay, I, I guess I can get that. But like, I don't I, like the hands are green, like he, and especially in the two thousand one, he like he's pushing his hands like yeah. in her face, and it's like it would be like a dead giveaway. I don't get it. I think my my favorite non sequitur joke in the two thousand version, and I have a I have a good friend in the UK who we joke about this every single year. Oh yeah, um, where she's like Santa, what's the true meaning of Christmas? And then his face just bursts through the tree. He's like vengeance. <laughs> 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 
and that d- it makes no sense, but it's so it's such a perfect sudden moment that I I always laugh at that part. I do like that um in the 2000 version that the Grinch is raised by a lesbian couple and they never comment on it yeah. or anything. It's no, I mean like I mean serious, like it's like kind of it's pretty progressive for a 2000 studio yeah. film that like a lesbian couple is I mean I'm assuming they're lesbian. I mean they don't they don't say outright, but I I think you can read between the lines. And uh I don't know, I think that was actually pretty progressive for a, you know, 2000 broad comedy. Yeah, definitely. So maybe there's a domestic partnership for the tax well, break. <laughs> I, well, in any case, we yeah. should probably wrap uh, this up. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> wrap this up. I know Matt, you need to get off. So, uh, yeah, uh, with that, uh, let's just end it like we do on uh, "It Ain't Ogre, Totes Ogre." Um, I'm Will. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. Uh, and remember, <laughs> thanks, it's thanks last for call listening to Cinema Holics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all, folks. All right. See you.